Monday, September 14th, 2020. You're listening to the Tanaka Cast, your look at baseball through the lens of Masahiro Tanaka. I'm Dan, and I'm joined by Vera. Hey, guys. It's going to be an interesting one. And today we're going to talk about, we're a couple days delayed because it, it fell on a weekend where we were both out and about, but or at least I was, but we're going to talk I about... I was also out and about. This made it so uh, I didn't get into the doghouse trying to make the podcast when I was on vacation <laughs> with my girlfriend and my parents. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I, I, I made it into the doghouse for different Celtic Game 7 reasons, but we are going to talk today's focus on the Friday start, uh, September 11th start, um, of Masahiro Tanaka's against the Orioles. Um, then we might talk a little bit about the change in the ALE standings. We'll talk a bit about the Mets potentially and their new owner, and then we'll look ahead to the next start. So with that in mind, Barra, do you want to get us going with Tanaka's latest five inning start? So it almost feels, so it's an, an interesting start, um, and it's almost a little weird talking about this without in the context of the five-game winning streak that the Yankees are on. Uh, but I will try not to mix different parts of the cast too much. Uh, this was a doubleheader. It wasn't scheduled to be, but there was a rainout. So instead, uh, Garrett Cole pitched the first game, uh, which of a seven-inning doubleheader. And then Tanaka comes on uh, in, uh, in, uh, in this on Friday. And, uh, you know, Garrett Cole pitched a seven-inning complete game uh, shutout. And so Tanaka did not do that. He got tagged by solo homer by DJ Stewart in the first, uh, in, de- in which, unfortunately, I was not listening at that time. But I came in about the second inning, and I was thinking this is, well, is going to be a case of like Tanaka not necessarily having it, but, but gutting it through. He goes and uh, he allows a single. He hits a batter. Uh, you know, it's one to the other. So the guy on second moves to third on an out, uh, but then just settles in, and uh, the next eleven people, he just like gets out twelve, boom, boom, boom. So it's just like one of the things that I've talked about a lot about why I love Tanaka is is that the guy doesn't get rocked pretty particularly easily. Like you know he. If he gives if he gives up runs if he gets into a jam he can grit down and uh, and go to it and it turns out he did have his stuff uh, it was interesting in his post game conference he talked about that he used his four seamer more and that was uh, pretty effective also this was shocking of shocks uh, a time where Masahiro Tanaka got run support uh, there was a recent article saying that it, it was statistically significant that the Yankees have not been hitting on giving him nearly enough support when he's been on the mound. Uh, he left the when he was taken out of the game uh, after, you know, going five innings and making himself eligible for the whim, when the Yankees had a 7-1 lead. Uh, at the end of it, they had a 10-1 lead. And I think that uh, there's a chance they would have left him in longer if it was closer, but it was a blowout at that point, even before it became 10-1. So I think they, you know, he'd pitched 90, he'd thrown like around 90 pitches, so they decided, I think, to, to pull him and such. But, you know, good start. His stuff is there. Um, he's using the four-seamer, which, as I said, I think his his speed is up this year, which is allows for someone who's been thriving off the off-speed stuff to potentially get back to some of his most dominant, uh, dominant times. So good start for Tanaka. Definitely overshadowed by the complete gamer from Cole, but, like, you know, what else do you do when you like it's when like you only allow one run off of like about I believe it was three hits and five strikeouts uh 
So yeah, uh, good good start, and uh, his pitch count doesn't seem to be an issue. Knock on wood at this point. I think that they're basically we. I think we have full power Tanaka moving forward. I would agree with that, and based on the fact that they were knocking around the Baltimore Orioles as they should, the and with some help from others, um, wink wink Red Sox, the Yankees are. <laughs> are climbing back up um they are what neck and neck with the blue jays right now and not far off from the rays even with this shortened season we are what three quarters of the way through which is insane um, this yeah. is really insane <laughs> but coming down to the wire here the last few games of the season they have a chance um do they have another series against the rays no, they don't. Oh, that's right. That's right. They closed. Kind of front loaded right. them. So they, yeah, yeah, they yeah. it was front loaded raise stuff, and then now it's just all Blue Jays all the time, basically. But yeah, they're within a half game of the Blue Jays. They were on this terrible losing skid, and then they fired off uh, five wins in a row: uh, one against the Jays, four against the Orioles when they swept them. Uh, and what's been interesting is that when we were talking about last episode, which was like ride the skate before the beginning of this turnaround, when we were talking about like you know, how the bullpen's like just been really bad, we, they were like, will Aaron Boone leave his people in longer? And then Davey Garcia, who's this 21 year old short king of a child, and by short king, I, mean, I think he's like 5'7 or something. Um, like it's, <laughs> which for a pitcher. It's really short, but this kid—he uh, gave up two runs and was pitched seven uh, and uh, pitched pitched seven innings and got the win and against the Blue Jays. That was like the start of it all. Um, you know, Garrett Cole was allowed to stay in, do the complete game shutout. Uh, Massa—it's there's that's not really a statistic on the trend. Like the you know there's a big lead. He throw he's a little less efficient than normal, so like you know it's like he's up at ninety pitches around the fifth inning, and you know they well, let him get the they they let him get the win, and then they pull him after leading the fifth and seven inning game. Uh, but yeah, and then I believe, J I believe that uh the J Hap at, so Montgomery was six and two thirds innings. And I believe uh, before he was uh, with, with his win, I believe that Jay Hap was. Let me see on Jay Hap's one. I, as always, I should be. I should have this this the, the this pulled up. But um, he did not get the win uh, yesterday, even though he was still uh, in the, even even though he still still pitched pretty pretty admirably. So let's see, Mr. Hap. How many innings did they let you go? So with Hap, they let him go five innings, uh, but you know Jay's. But you know he still pitched well, one earned run. So yeah, it's definitely. I think Aaron Boone is being less eager with the with the hook for his pitchers, and for me, uh, I always prefer that. I think that baseball is better when you basically let the starters pitch until. Uh, until they go until they don't seem to have it and as a fan of pitching I just prefer that uh, but what are your thoughts on that Dan yeah I think if I'm a fan of the Yankees then I'm encouraged by this because it shows a willingness to be situational and change with your needs as opposed to being some sort of system coach mm. where you know Aaron Boone is saying okay I'm not getting I'm not getting it done with the relief 
my starting pitchers are good. Let's make an adjustment. So I, I think from that perspective, if I'm a fan, I'm excited about it. And hopefully he continues to make those sorts of adjustments going down the, the wire here to to get the Yankees in a competitive spot to enter the playoffs and take it far. Yeah, no, I mean, I think the end... I think that, that there is definitely uh, something when we're looking at that next start about how it's going to be pretty crucial. They're now just a half game behind Toronto, and they have a three-game series uh, in Yankee Stadium with them. And Tanaka is set on Thursday. And honestly, any scenario that you're looking in for that is going to be uh, crucial. If they uh, win the first two games... Which it's uh, which is going to be David Garcia, the this this new young young twenty one year old kid, and then Garrett Cole, and then Tanaka has the ability to uh, complete the sweep and put them in a really good position. Uh, if they split, then they have their Tanaka coming up in a big game, which would give them the lead uh, in the uh, lead for the second place for second place in the division, and you know big game there, and. If they lose to Tanaka, has the opportunity to be the stopper and make it so right. that they don't go into a hole. Uh, so it's going to be a big game, and you know it's uh, as much as you know, like statistically, big game pitchers don't exist. As we said before in the cast, if there ever was a case to be made that a big game pitcher exists, you would show Masahiro Tanaka. Although flip side is also another key thing about him is just his sheer consistency, which we've all been seeing this season. Nice. From his Twitter account. <laughs> I have pitched for the Orioles game. I was able to win my second win of the season with one Cole in five innings. Win doubleheader together. Team wins three consecutive. Fire, fire, fire emojis everywhere. <laughs> I want to fight with this momentum from tomorrow. <laughs> And then another wonderful one that was just posted like a day or two ago is a picture of him with his leg kind of swinging out. Good morning, everyone in Japan. The photo is from the last pitch. Awesome. <laughs> it's with, nice with, photo. With the, uh, with, with the side of the photo emoji. Uh, something that was also really sweet was after Debbie Garcia gave that team this really lovely win, um, Tanaka... Uh, he he reposts this like you know the the New York Yankees official like highlight rule of Debbie Garcia is like forty three minutes and then he reposts it with five little crowns which I don't know it's just charming it's charming and and awesome when someone like you know gives appreciation to their teammate doing well especially when their teammate is again someone who's ten years younger than you and yeah. uh, just starting out. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I know. Uh, as as usual, Boss's wholesome, wholesome uh, social media game is on fire. Uh, what the heck is this like a lobster he's posting? Is this a PUBG thing? Yeah, it must be. <laughs> I think um, it is. What... <laughs> let me take a look at it real fast. Hold on a second. Oh my lord! I did see it in passing, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't quite translate. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! This is so wholesome. But you got to read it. Oh yeah, this is this is definitely. This is definitely. Come on, I will do my best today as well. <laughs> PUBG Mobile, baby. Uh, there's the yeah. He has the 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 muscle arm, the up, and five lobsters, and I believe his skin is a lobster. I will do my best today as well. <laughs> oh my gosh! 
What a dude. Uh, yeah. Um, so looking at the standings, um, obviously, the uh, we've talked a lot about the East. Is there anything else that you want to talk about, like across the league? I'm I'm not seeing anything crazy. The Astros are back under 500, which is exciting. Actually, that's funny you mentioned that because uh, there is currently the Seattle Mariners are nipping at the heels of the Astros uh, yeah. if for that second place spot. And yeah. and yeah, you could see some real drama and the Mariners could possibly um, end their drought. Uh, it's interestingly enough that like of the teams with the biggest droughts, like there is the Mariners, but it's also Phillies. Who is Phillies, Padres, and like two others? Like those five teams are potential could are all potentially in the postseason now, yeah. which is which is cool. It's nice when uh when fan base and uh, this is, sounds awful coming from Yankees and Red Sox fans in the twenty first century, but I genuinely do like it when teams that aren't normally there are there. Um, yep. <laughs> so, uh, well, but yeah, I think it's kind of a I think it's kind of a double edged sword because especially if you're a fan of of New York or New England sports because you do want that interest in different looks and different different storylines than what you're used to mm-hmm. but at the same time not at the expense of your home team so <laughs> exactly it's like, it's like oh you know the celtics have the most um titles but it's like um you know i still want them in the finals <laughs> i mean i think if the lakers beat you about win this year, they might surpass the, I th- the. They might be surpassing the Celtics for titles. Uh, I believe so. I'm double checking it, or it would be tied. Yeah. So if the Lakers win, then they tie it. Oh no! <laughs> that would yeah. cause a cry, especially if it was at the expense of the of, of the Celtics. That would like cause a crisis and th- th- that might like cause like space time in the Boston area to rip because like the winning is Celtics off the backs of Bill back of that amazing Bill Russell team has been like a huge point yeah of pride. it's kind of cheating it really is <laughs> when you when you look at the banners and you're like wow we just dominated a decade didn't we um the 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 one thing I will say though about the the Lakers is they've really only won 11 as the LA Lakers because five oh. of them were, were as the Minneapolis Lakers oh so. <laughs> oh that is a sick burn but I would agree a hundred percent on that one because yeah no I mean also when it was the Minneapolis Lakers like it was the freaking was, I don't know that's wow well that's a burn it's a burn Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> but I, I I digress um yeah the uh I, I do want to quickly touch on just news that came out of less than half an hour ago that the Mets finally have a new owner. There was a lot of hearsay out there that um, A-Rod and J-Lo were going to be acquiring the Mets. And I think in a lot of those reports, the idea was that J-Lo was really going to be the one running the the team ops. I think she uh, has the more money than he does. I mean, I'm yeah. almost certain. I think it's a that would, that Giselle would, that would make and Tom sense. Brady situation. Yeah, absolutely. Right. That makes that would make sense to me as well. Um, but alas, they did not purchase the acquire the Mets. Instead, we have Steve Cohen, a, um, a hedge fund manager worth $15 billion. Oof. Who now owns this team and how much did he buy it for 
Uh, the report says that it was thought to be above 2.4 billion, which is the highest price ever paid, if true, according to Sportico's Scott Sushnik. Hope I got that right. Um, I guess they still have to get approval from the other owners first, but otherwise it's final. Yeah, I mean, if it's the highest price ever paid, I mean, I, mean, I don't necessarily know why the other owners would uh, w- w- would turn this right. down, per se. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I, the most thing I care about the Mets is that at one time they had an expansion team in, uh, in, in Binghamton. Uh, I believe they, are the BMET, are the BMET still around? Cause I, I may be hallucinating that they got rid of, uh, that they got rid of that friend, that, that it's a, a new one. Um, oh no, it was the Binghamton, it's now the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Um, oh, it's still an affiliate. The Rumble Ponies are still an affiliate of the of, uh, of the Mets. So I stand corrected. It used to be the B Mets. Now it's the Rumble Ponies. What is a Rumble Pony, you ask? Well, a long time ago in Binghamton, New York, uh, there was a man or in the Binghamton area who was a, a kind of I forget which of the industrialists was really poor and couldn't afford to ride carousels. So when he became really rich, he made it so that all the carousels in Binghamton were free for anyone to drive to ride. So there's all these vintage carousels that are like maintained and free to ride in Binghamton, um, and uh, yeah, that's a Rumble Pony. So it's a it's a very fearsome looking carousel horse. Is is their logo? Nice. So I care about the Mets from like being a fan of their minor league affiliate, but not so. But I don't particularly follow them as a is is a is a team but uh, yeah that's like i don't know a hedge fund manager like buying a baseball team is probably one of the most deeply unexciting stories i could i could think of i mean it's still important that we bring it up and talk about it but just like i would have preferred j-lo um and not and, and alex rodriguez and not particularly because i stand alex rodriguez although j-lo's i do st- i do enjoy me some j-lo music but more just because it's like it would be cool to have people who are in the front who are in the owner, who are heavily in the ownership group, having made their money in either sport or entertainment, and also in the case of J Lo, being a genuine New York City native. Uh, yep, right. Uh, I mean, I don't. Maybe this Cohen guy also. I mean, if he paid two point four billion, there's also a chance that he grew. He he grew up with that, but I know it just. It, uh, it would be cool if we didn't have if our teams were were owned by billionaires, but um, not everybody's the Green Bay Packers, I guess. Right. Yeah, that'd be a fun thing to see more um, sporting teams go publicly traded, but or publicly owned. But um, a couple warm fuzzies about Steve Cohen. Oh, um, maybe I don't. Maybe eight, I'm prejudging num- him. Number eight highest earning hedge fund managers, 2018. <laughs> he has given 715 million dollars to philanthropic causes over his lifetime, including causes related to veterans and children's health. That's not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Um, Cohen was forced to shut down SAC Capital after the firm pleaded guilty to insider trading charges that cost them $2 billion in penalties. Oh, that's not good. (laughs) (laughs) Point 72, his latest venture, his latest company, or his asset management company, has reopened to outside money in 2018 after expiration of a two-year supervisory bar from the Securities and Exchange Commission. Oh wow, jeez! <laughs> oh, wow, huh? Well, if that with that information, maybe there's a chance that he does get barred by the owners, but I don't know. 
That's huh? Wow. <laughs> so I actually got a got got one for you in terms of random news. Uh, I'm just actually more like a do you buy this? So uh, I saw was reading an article which is saying that they think that um uh that even though the two of them might not be too happy about it um uh, darn it darn my my brain. Who's your who's the big Boston Red Sox slugger who is like throwing a hissy fit these days? I'm drawing a blank. Are you talking about Martinez? Yeah, JD Martinez. I've said that basically JD Martinez is probably not going to opt out next year because he's not particularly playing well, and uh, so even though he is like you know not at least in the beginning of the year, I don't know if things change. Was not getting along too well with folks. It seems like it's in his best interest to stick around. Um, and I guess, do you buy that? Do you think that he is going to stick around with this rebuilding Red Sox uh, uh, group of folks or halfway rebuilding? I mean, who knows what it looks like when you guys get your proper pitching back? Or do you think he's going to be like, yep, I don't care if I'm going to be paid less money. I just hate Fenway Park. Well, let me give you his latest from a week ago. What did he say from a week ago? I don't know how player evaluation is going to happen. I honestly feel like I would not want to be a free agent during this time for that reason. You just don't know. Everything is up in the air for guys like that. It's weird. So he's staying. Yeah. <laughs> He'll take that comfort money. <laughs> he can, uh, he's going to go sit at a table with Gordon Hayward and Pablo Sandoval and, uh, all these freaking people. Oh my gosh. Who cash in and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, didn't JD get you a 2018 World Series, though? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, isn't Gordon Hayward's only issue that he got horribly injured and has not ever been the same since? He did, he did, he has been very unlucky. Grant, granted. He keeps getting the same. He keeps getting his ankles hurt and his feet hurt, but he doesn't play with purpose after that because he's. I think he's afraid he's going to hurt it again. And mm. unfortunately, every time he starts picking it up, he hurts his feet and ankles again. So I guess it's. <laughs> hey, he's coming back hopefully for this next series. We'll see. Yeah, no, no. May, maybe Gordon Hayward's going to become your favorite player and like and uh, and 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 be the person who beats LeBron James in a final. Who knows? Doubtful. 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 Uh, I, I have no defense for Pablo Sandoval in Boston, though. He was awful, and then he comes to he goes back to the sweet, comforting embrace of San Francisco, and he's decent again. So, like, yeah, no, that was totally an example uh, of of not not being a good fit. I think Price was another one. David Price, I think, was another one who had an opt out. Yeah, uh, David. Pr- well, David. Pr- well, David Price was traded, though. Yeah, but. No, I think he had one in his contract beforehand. Uh, he was oh, traded, yeah. but I think. Yeah, yeah, I think no, so. no, you're right. I'll that, double check that. I, I could be wrong. Yeah, that was, that that was a contentious marriage. David Price in Boston was a as contentious a marriage in sports as you have ever seen. Unfortunately, for fans of Boston sports, he was balls in 2018. So. Um, you can never hate him because he gave you that chance. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's basically man, so there's only so much you can complain about David Price, especially since a lot yeah. of it was just based off, he can't win the big game. And then he wins the big game. 
She's like, yep. <laughs> That's my imitation of Boston yeah. Sports Radio. <laughs> That's pretty accurate, honestly. Is this the only market we could get away with saying this thinly veiled problematic shit? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, Boston sports. Anyway, um, yeah. So okay, so we've looked ahead. Was there ahead. anything else that you wanted to cover? Yeah, you want to look ahead? No, no. We, we, we well, we already looked ahead in terms of you know this big game on Thursday with Tank, um, and we went around the league. Uh, I guess. What are your thoughts in in terms of what you're looking to see and what you think is going to happen in that Thursday game? Uh, so they're up against the Blue Jays, and what the hell happened to the? page i had up of that series i'm gonna pull it back up but it was against the blue jays and i think the pitcher he's up against is like a five something era so i suspect given the competition and um the command that it'll be a win um i am curious to see what happens though just i think i think the the rest of the series will help paint how the thursday game is gonna go Mm. um the tone, you know, how how much the Blue Jays are in it, what what that looks like, although they're, you know, neck and neck for a playoff spot, so you'd think they'd be they'd be trying their dangdest, but um, I don't know, I think he's going to have a, I think he's going to have a solid outing um, I think he'll go oh, let's say, I think he'll go five maybe he'll maybe three runs Yeah, no, I think that this is a uh... Uh oh, you mean oh, oh, oh so you're you're thinking he's gonna go five, three runs five innings? I think so. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna put. I think he's gonna go at least six innings, and I don't think he gives up more than two runs. Okay. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, exciting. So Dan, where can they find us? Oh yeah, where can you find us, huh? Well, you can find us on our website at spoilermedia.net slash TanakaCast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find us, and it's probably more easily, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, um, and all those fun, fancy podcasting places um, where you could subscribe. If it's like an Apple Podcast, leave us a review. Tell us what you think. Um, Check us out there again. We'll we'll be back probably later this week after the start. Um, yeah, I, I would imagine. We'll figure it I, out offline. Yeah, I but. think we'll figure it out offline. But I think that we'll, 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 there's going to be less of a delay. That's my. This is this is my this is my guess. Perfection. My guess as well, and I look forward as always cool. to talking with you at that time and seeing what craziness because we're going to be really close to the end of the season by that point. Even though yeah, no, I think. Later. I think that that story, uh, I, as odd as it may seem, uh, I think in three to four days the storylines are going to get even more. Um, they're going to come more into crystallized focus. Like, are we going to see if this, if the Mariners making a run at the Astros is is for real or not? We're going to see like you know which teams are out of it. Like the weird thing right now is that there's so many teams that are still in this hunt. I mean. Yep. Unfortunately, and there's a lot of what could have been for this season, I think, for the Red Sox. Um, the Red Sox are about one of the few teams that are actually out of it right now. Uh, I mean, like, the Orioles got punched around, but they still uh, they still have a chance to move. They still do have a chance to make a run with this one. So uh, 
I don't know. I think that this is uh, going to be very. I think that this is going to be very interesting. But yeah, yeah, every game is going to put the picture into closer, closer focus, especially when it comes to uh, who's going to be facing who in the playoffs. Uh, and this this three this three game series that each team has to get through, uh, it really does uh, put a premium and give a big advantage to teams with great starting pitching. Uh, I mean, like the Mets are probably not making the playoffs, but if they do. They have like this. They just have this nasty one-two punch that can probably blow anybody out of the water just because they just need to win two games with two of the best pitchers in fucking baseball. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We shall see. All right. And we shall talk uh, <laughs> later this week after the next start. Very good. Until then, I am Barrow. I'm Dan, and thank you for listening. Take care. <laughs>